Hello, and welcome to Weddings Unveiled, the podcast for your wedding planning process. I'm your host, Leah Longbreak. We know how exciting and stressful playing the big day can be, and we're here to help, providing you with information and advice from industry insiders and those with firsthand experience. To DIY or to not DIY? If you're asking yourself this question, we have the answer on today's episode. Wedding planner and YouTube star, Jamie Wolfer, shares with us what's worth making yourself and what you really should turn to a pro for. Jamie, welcome back to the show. So excited to have you. Thank you so much for having me. So you have been so open and so honest on your YouTube channel. It's one of the reasons I heart you so much. Because you're so authentic and transparent and informative. And so it is just a a joy to have you back on the show today. I appreciate that. And one of the things you talk about a lot on the channel— To DIY or to not DIY? That was really the question. And there's probably no simple answer to it, but break it down for us, the do's and don'ts. And we'll start with, we'll be positive. We'll start with the do's. What what is the plus side of actually sitting there and DIYing? Well, I am a creative soul. I love making things. I just, I'm like, I get excited. I do DIYs on my channel probably about once in a month. They get terrible views, (laughs) to be totally honest. Everyone's like, Jamie, we're not here for this. And I'm like, I don't care. I'm doing it anyways. (laughs) So for me, creating is, it pushes me. It's therapy. It gives me the ability to make something beautiful or at least try. (laughs) So I find it cathartic. Also, I have to do DIYs every once in a while to justify to both my husband and my accountant the amount of money I spend (laughs) on crafting supplies. So, so, like, there's there's legal reasons that I have to do this, basically. (laughs) Otherwise, the tax man's going to come after me for buying all that cricket stuff, you know? But you have some really cool DIY on your channel. Oh, I'm going to tell my husband you said that and be like, see, (laughs) I got to keep doing it. (laughs) It's recorded proof right here. (laughs) So, for a lot of people, it is... It is cathartic, and it is a release, and it is extremely fun. It's also an excellent way to save money. It's also an excellent way to spend too much money. It's it's a very fine line to walk. So if you want to DIY your invitations, you can make them for $2 instead of spending $7 with a professional. Not that we don't love professional stationary people, stationarists, stationers, stationers. Stationers. that took a while to get to. (laughs) Not that we don't love them, but if it's not in your budget, it's not in your budget. And I think DIYing really does open up that avenue. And it's impressive that you're still so pro DIY because in a video that you put out called <laughs> I Hated My Wedding, yeah. you are very open about how like maybe you shouldn't have DIY'd all the things. Yeah. So what's the limit of, I mean, besides budget, but like what's the personal time and physicality and mental capacity of how much of your wedding should you really DIY? So I have a 60-40 rule. 60% done by professionals, 40% done by yourself and or your family members and friends. It's not a hard and fast rule because you can't really actually measure the amount of things that are being done. But just to keep in your mind, like don't do more than half of your event. Just don't do more than half. Try to keep it under that. Because like we talked about in the last episode, there's more than just one currency that we're spending here. We are, we've got time, we've got money. And then there's a third element to that of like emotional health and wellness, you know? (laughs) Yeah. So if you are overspending in the time and emotional health category, is it worth it? 
And that's the thing that I didn't think about until I'd gone through it myself and realized that maybe it wasn't. Like I, I created some beautiful things for my wedding day, but I didn't stop myself. And I kept doing the comparison game and I kept going back to it. And I needed someone to look at me and grab me by the shoulders and be like, are you sure? Because you're kind of crying while you're painting this. Put the glue gun down. Just step back slowly. (laughs) You know? Like, why don't you just go watch some chick flick? I will bring you wine. And then, like, we'll try this again tomorrow. But no, I was up at, like, 2 in the morning painting our backdrop. Because it just, I needed to have it. And I still, I'm obsessed with our backdrop still to this day. But I wish that I had had a better balance. Or that someone that I could have told myself or that someone could have told me that no one's going to notice if it's not there. Or if it's not perfect. Right. What you think is perfect. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like those Pinterest fails. Jeepers. <laughs> yeah, I had a few of those. They just didn't make it to my wedding day. <laughs> Do you think Pinterest has had a huge influence on the DIY of the wedding? Oh, absolutely. I think, historically speaking, when 2008 hit and we all went grassroots back to lunches and paper sacks, weddings, which are, have always been, not have always been, because I talked to my mom about her wedding. Of course, it was nowhere near that cost-wise or that extravagant. But we did hit a point where weddings were starting to pick up speed. We had social media, pictures were being shared, celebrities were having these really amazing weddings. Then 2008 hit, and then we saw baby's breath in mason jars on wood rounds with burlap and lace, because everyone's like, I can't do that anymore. And it really awoke this sense of maybe I just tried DIYing. And then with Pinterest and all of that, and everyone's like, I'm going to take that idea, but shift it a little bit. Now you just have this whole world of incredible ideas that's all started because because we had to go back to grassroots. And then it just kind of the inspiration or pinspiration just kind of (laughs) snowballed from there. What's something that you think is worth, I mean, you mentioned invitations briefly, but what's worth DIYing to save some money? Hmm. Again, it depends on what what you have more to spend of. If you have time, if you have space in your home, that's another big one. My brother oh, is currently yeah. engaged, getting married, and my mom is storing stuff in her second bedroom of their two-bedroom apartment. She's like, you can barely walk in there. So just do you actually have physical space? So as far as what's good to DIY, there's a lot of money that can be saved in florals. My best friend in the entire world is a wedding florist. She would also be the first one to back me up and say this, because when you're hiring a florist, you're hiring an artist who's really good at what they do. You're hiring someone who knows the exact count of florals that you need to get, who will put it together for you and deliver it and may even do the pickup for you as well and make everything gorgeous and you don't have to worry about it. But a lot of them start at like $2,000 minimum. And that's just not feasible for a lot of people. So there are a bunch of really great options to DIY florals. I did mine for $220. Well, no, that's how much I spent on the flowers and greenery itself. Of course, there were supplies on top of that. Let's call it three fifty. It's like a tenth of what I would have paid if I'd gone to somebody else. Absolutely. With a fraction of the artistry. Like, let, let's call it what it is. There was lipstick on that pig, okay? But I had centerpieces. I just think what's important to remember is just because you got engaged and you're getting married does not mean that you're Martha Stewart. Does not mean automatically <laughs> that you have all of these skills because you now have a ring on your finger, so now you can make things. So just a healthy dose of perspective never hurts. Florals are really good, though. Dessert tables, again, I think I said in the last episode that my cousin does wedding dessert tables. Yeah. But also, she would be the first to say, yeah, it's not the cheapest thing on the block, so you could DIY that as well. I would steer clear of things that are considered absolutely necessary. 
Don't DIY your catering unless you absolutely have to. You can DIY your bar. That's very easy. I wouldn't DIY your DJ if you, unless you absolutely have to because I think DJs are massively important and they're the unsung heroes of wedding days. You can DIY your efficient, but I, yeah, yeah. what else would you not DIY? I wouldn't recommend DIY photography, you know? Yeah, photography yeah. and videography, put the money in a pro. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was Jeffra from Wedding Wire. I had her on the show. It was her wedding day, and she had a family friend or relative that was video, going to be the videographer. And she was halfway down the aisle, and the battery died in the camera. <laughs> and you don't want things like that to happen, but if you hire a pro, like, and she was the one to say, like, hire yeah. a pro. <laughs> yeah. Things like that, for yeah. sure. I mean, I even hired a professional in one category for my event and I did not love the results because that professional was very new. So, but we had what we had. We only had to spend what we had to spend and that's okay. But I don't think it hurts to do some due diligence and do some digging around because you can also save money by researching. You don't just have to DIY. You can compare and contrast too. Or enlist your friends. Yeah. I had. I think I had one thing that was DIY'd for my wedding. We did the ribbon sticks with the bells at the oh, end. Oh, cute. Because we were honoring Irish and Polish, and it was an Irish wedding tradition, so we had the sticks. My best friend, who is my matron of honor, is super crafty. Like, she has all the craft supplies. She is a DIYer. She's fantastic. So I went to her house. We had our kids. She has three little ones. They helped us. Poured a couple of bottles of wine. Yes. <laughs> and just spent hours making these ribbon sticks. And it was fun. But that, that was my max for DIY. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, mine was a little bit higher. It's fine. I had to I had to rent a U-Haul to bring all my stuff. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm sure your backdrop alone was like Yeah. It was seven feet tall by eleven feet wide. Have you decided what you're gonna do with it now? No, I don't know. Cause we had it stretched, it was like a stretched canvas and it was succulents and flowers and leaves all painted in an arch. I'm I'm motioning with my hands like like the listeners can see me. You just have to close <laughs> your eyes and picture unless you're driving, okay? So I had painted it in such a way that it framed us really well when we were standing there getting married and it was also moved behind our sweetheart table. But I don't know what in tarnation I'm gonna do with something like that. Like it's not it's not could be like a new headboard. Like a backdrop for your headboard? 11 feet wide, though. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think my room is 11 feet wide. I know. So maybe but, start building an enclosed patio outside. I and mean, make it like- <laughs> at this point, I got to figure out something because we've moved with it multiple times. So Phew. I know. <laughs> maybe I'll auction that it off for charity. Beautiful. It hey, was. you never hey. know. <laughs> That's actually not a terrible idea. <laughs> I don't know. It's the Pay it forward to a bride in need. There you go. That's actually not bad. <laughs> I just have to like find it and then get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> what are some other key things you think couples should know about DIY? Supplies that up very quickly. Always divide out like how many you think you think you can get out of a package. It does take math. It's not like you can just go to the craft store and buy a bunch of things and then try putting them together. If you are testing out a DIY, which I always recommend that you do, get a small amount of items and try it with that or get a cheaper item and try it with that. Because if you go out and buy all of them and you go ham and you buy in bulk, you get through your second one and you go, I don't like how this looks, or I can't stand this, or this is harder than I thought. You now have all of these supplies that unless you're an avid crafter like myself or your best friend, it's going to go to waste. So the whole point of DIY is to save money. So be mindful of how you spend it. (laughs) 
I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Burn the Boats from Evergreen Podcasts. I interview political leaders and influencers, folks like award-winning journalist Soledad O'Brien and conservative columnist Bill Kristol about the choices they confront when failure is not an option. I won't agree with everyone I talk to, but I respect anyone who believes in something enough to risk everything for it, because history belongs to those willing to burn the boats. Episodes are out every other week, wherever you get your podcasts. Something I wasted money on, this isn't DIY, but I want to know your opinion on this. I spent money on these little wood looking things to put the table things in, like the table card numbers or yeah. whatever. Like I have a box of them. I'm never going to use them again. And then I have like two boxes of the gold metallic candles that went around tables, which were beautiful. And it's great if I kept two or three in the house, but I don't need two boxes right. worth. So like, what's the best thing to do for brides like myself that are no longer, we're not brides anymore, we're married, but like, what do you do with these things now? Try reselling them. Local Facebook group is definitely the way to go because let's be honest, your life is so full. Are you actually going to go ship these things? I'm convinced that like 2% of people actually ship things. The rest of us (laughs) just stare at the returns sitting next to our back door until it's too late and we can't return them anymore. Or maybe that's just me and I'm just trying to justify that. No, I am that way. (laughs) I'm with you. I'm I'm thinking in my head right now things with tags on upstairs. I'm just too lazy to return. Yes. (laughs) So let's be realistic. Unless you know you are a shipping person, the same way that you're not going to be Martha Stewart, because you got engaged, you are also not automatically going to be someone who ships things. So if you can sell it in a local Facebook group or on Craigslist, yes, you will have to take a pay cut. And that's okay. And that's that's just kind of how the game works. You can also try to source those things beforehand and then resell them for the same exact cost. So you can find stuff in a local Facebook group and then resell it afterwards. Great tip. Any websites or resources you think brides should consider looking at if you don't want to DIY? Like, I know I checked a lot of Etsy. Yeah, I love Etsy. I love the opportunity that Etsy gives to small creators and small makers and small hustlers, you know? So that's a great place to go. I also think that, oh gosh, I've got like a whole list of resources. I can't think of any of them. You can rent flowers. You can rent silk flowers. There's something something borrowed blooms. There's Rent My Wedding, where you can rent quite a few different things. Marie over there is awesome. We adore her. What else is there? Yeah, there's just tons of rental opportunities. So if you don't want a DIY, you can find a source to rent them from. You will be paying maybe the same price or even more than you would for purchasing maybe some of the things outright, but you also could save a lot too. I think a lot of us have this sentimental attachment to items where we want to own them. The dress is one of those things. We want to own our wedding dress. And then others go, you know what? I'll rent it and save $1,500. It's totally fine. So you have to figure out what's important to you and what you have emotional ownership over before making these decisions. But I think renting is such a smart way to go with so many different things. So I have a fun question for you as we're wrapping up here. Yeah. What is your all-time favorite wedding movie or a movie that features a wedding? Okay. Oh, man. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I have no idea. Wait, I I got nothing. Do you have a favorite celebrity wedding or royal? No. Well, the royal weddings always. I'm like, this is... (laughs) This is class, and also we have just defined what's going to be happening in wedding culture for the next 12 months, okay? So Kate, with that dress, just wrecked all the dressmakers who had a different plan, and it was great, and I loved her style. But when it comes to, 
I can't think of any any movie off the top of my head that has a wedding in it that I really, really like. Of course, I love The Wedding Planner, but like I never watched that. I never dreamt of becoming a wedding planner. So I, I didn't watch that and think, this is what I want to be one day. Like that was, that was never my thing, which is funny because now that's what I do. That's what you do. Yeah. But growing up, did you watch like Sound of Music or uh, Steel Magnolias? Or I'm trying to think of like wedding movies from yeah, like more of our era. Weddings. Of course, I watch Sound of Music. It's my dad's favorite movie. I don't think I've ever seen Steel Magnolias, though. Oh, wow. I know. I highly recommend it. Okay, I think I'm going to have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right about Kate Middleton's dress. Ugh. Like, Who just... gave her permission? And then all you saw was lace sleeves from there forward. Ugh, just what a jerk. She just looked too good, okay? <laughs> she just... Leave some room for us, Kate. Stealing up all the gorgeousness. <laughs> Jamie, how can we get more information on you and your company? Well, you can find us all at Wolfer & Co. We'll be under that name on Instagram. Pretty sure our website is wolferandcompany.com. And then you can find me on YouTube at Jamie Wolfer. Thanks so much for being back with us, Jamie. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to Weddings Unveiled. Make sure you follow the show on your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. And follow Weddings Unveiled on social media. This has been a production of Evergreen Podcasts. A special thank you to executive producers David Moss and Gerardo Orlando, production director Bridget Coyne, and audio engineer Eric Holtnow. Don't forget to enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey.